Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now when you use code DNVR at sign up, you can turn a $5 bet on any fighter on this weekend's UFC 276 and you're going to get $100 in free bets, win or lose. That's at UFC 276 with code DNVR on DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm your host, Patrick Lyons, and joining me today, first time in a little while, but frequent guests, frequent you got a lot of frequent flyer miles. I and do I know, actually, which is good. I know you collect those things. <laughs> Kevin Henry from Rocks Pile, call to the pen, fellow BBWAA writer, an all-around good guy. Dude, glad to be with you. Glad to be here, and let's uh, let's talk some Rockies. What do you say? Glad to be here in the aptly named Title Town. Title Town. It's Denver, Absolutely. Denver, Colorado. Here we are, Colorado Avalanche Stanley Cup champions. That was incredible, man. I'll tell you. And the Avs people are still here. They said that they went home, but I don't think they did. <laughs> no, Actually, I don't the, think so. the question might have been did you guys get any sleep last night? And when they said yes, I assumed them in they went home. But no, I think AJ just took a nap on one of these couches here. <laughs> so right. technically speaking, no, they, they've been here just about all night. I feel like guys are good. I feel like guys are You, but you look, AJ. You look like a man. You look like a million bucks. You look like a man who just won a cup. I did. See? Did. It's a beautiful thing. You did it. That's it. It is. No matter what I look like, I look like that man. That's it. You do. You look like that man. Exactly. Love that. Whether it's a dinged piece of metal or otherwise. You know, exactly. First team in NHL that's what's history up. to dent the cup on the ice. Now, that's a good statistic. That I is. like that. First team to dent the cup hey, on the ice. Let's go. I didn't realize it when, when the, the original video came out of him dropping it, and then there was one where it slightly zoomed in, and that was a good, that was a good size dent on the side of it. So, yeah, not in public, though. Look, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna get to uh, some, some fun av stuff and how it relates yeah. to the Rockies. Like, is the Stanley Cup gonna throw out the first pitch at Coors Field this week? It should. Is it possible? It should. I I don't know. We'll I, I'm we'll just see. telling you, absolutely. That's it. You could drink some champagne out of the cup, put some of those icy humidor baseballs in it to keep it cool. I like that. I, you know you know Kyle Freeland's gonna get gonna put his lips oh, to the cup. I'm telling you what, there are so many rocks that I think would go all nuts if Stanley Cup showed up at twentieth and like. Herman Marquez has like kinda gotten into hockey too a really? little bit as of recently. A little bit. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think he'd call himself a hardcore just yet. But I think he would. Uh, he wouldn't mind putting his lips to that thing. And you saw Rymac, Freeland, and Ty Block doing the all the small things. Oh, Ty impressive. Block looked like he was he was ready for a second and third verse. <laughs> that was impressive. He actually. knew the lyrics really, really well. I'm pretty sure, like 
like at the last second, you saw one of the PR team like try to grab the microphone, it's and like he was still it. gripping it very tightly <laughs> to sing the rest of all the small things. So yeah, as fever has definitely hit the the Rockies clubhouse. We'll talk a little bit about that. Three weeks away from All-Star Game festivities, and we've got our own fun little wrinkle that we decided on the fly. We commuted here together. We carpooled, <laughs> doing what we can for the environment. Exactly. Trying See? to make the world a better place, and we're going to do it with some some off-the-wall concepts that we've got. Yep, I'm anxious to dive into this, see what people think about it. I, I do like that idea. Now, on Sunday's show or Monday's podcast, depending on how you consume this, whether it's as a podcast or live on our YouTube channel, DNVR Sports, make sure you're, you're checking that out. That's that's up forever. That's up there for in perpetuity. So go ahead and, and tune back and, and take a peek at that if you would like. But we touched on the Rockies' defense, which we know has been struggling yep. for much of the season, much to the sh- chagrin of, of Bud Black and to Rockies fans and to their pitching, who at times they are left out there a lot longer. Well, one of the metrics that came out last week was – from Sabre, Society for American Baseball Research, their SDI rankings, and that's basically uh, something that they do that actually does have implications for the Rawlings Gold Glove Award and the Rawlings Platinum Glove Award. The Sabre Defensive Index draws on and aggregates two types of existing defensive metrics, those derived from batted ball location-based data and those collected from play-by-play accounts uh, that include MLB AM, StatCast, Sports Information Solutions, all that stuff. And they released this, and just going from what we've seen, and, and this is the thing with defensive metrics, we still don't I think we haven't really figured out as to what makes yeah. a really good defender because we know what our eyes have seen, but for so long our eyes have deceived us about who looks good, who looks like a ball player, who's doing a good job, but sometimes metrics looks differently. In your estimation, who have been the best defenders so far this year? You know, I, I think you think back to the highlight catches, you think back to the highlights from Gritchick, you think yeah. back to the highlights from Daza. You know, there have been a few highlight reel catches, but I know that those cloud our memory as far as some other plays that weren't exactly spectacular, shall we say. And the thing you told me about Daza on the drive down here, I don't want to steal your thunder, but that was really a surprise whenever it comes to this, honestly. Very true. I, I probably would have had Daza, yeah. number one. And I think C.J. Crone's been good, but as a first baseman, that, that's really hard to tell. And also, too, I don't know that defensive metrics even really consider balls that are scooped out of the dirt. Think about that. That's a great point. You know, and, and we were having a discussion. I don't think you were there the other day. Has he scooped more out of the dirt this year? than even last year, because it feels like there's been a lot that he's had to save, especially with Iglesias at short now instead of Trevor. A lot more of those Aaron throws. I think you're you're 100% right. In my head, it feels like that number has tripled, yeah. and I feel like he scooped it up every single time. He has. He's done really well, and that's a point of pride for him, too. Oh, as, as it very much yeah. should be. I think you saw Daniel Murphy over there in, in 2019 and 2020, and he just struggled so much on that. Connor Joe's actually been really good on it. We've seen him a couple times at the ballpark before batting practice where he's he's working on those drills and just getting the mechanics down. Yeah. All the Rockies defensively have, have been working on, uh, on, on those kind of things, which is super important. But as you said, yeah, you would have guessed without a shadow of a doubt by any metric, Jonathan Daza has been a better player in the outfield better center fielder than Connor Joe has been at left field yeah. not because of any mistakes that Connor Joe has made but he's more of a of a lumbering guy big guy again moves really well yeah. for size can't go back and really think about you know too many misplays by him probably more so for Daza but I think he's more than made up for that yet according to Sabres defensive index 
Connor Joe has been a lot better, in fact, than Jonathan Daza, as well as Randall Grichik. Randall Grichik and Daza rate out to be the same uh, as the 11th best National League right fielder for Grichik and for Daza, 17th best center fielder in the National League. That's a little bit shocking. And, and where does Connor Joe rank in left field? I'm just really curious here, uh, Mr. Lyons. Number one. Number one, you Number say? one. Uh, I believe he's 10th. In the entire league. Let's, let's make that very clear. Yes. You know, and, and it's been really interesting because if you look past the fantasy football uh, snafu, shall we say, that Tommy Pham has been very famous for this year, <laughs> he's gotten a lot of credit for his defense this year. And a lot of folks are saying, could that be something that the Reds might move him just for defensive purposes as well? And yet he's third on this list, way behind Connor, which I was really surprised when I was looking through this. Yeah, great point. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's been good defensively overall. Yeah. To your point, CJ Crone, uh, when you look at it for for just first baseman, and again, this is Susie mocked me a little bit for this, but I, no. I love being mocked. <laughs> I, I've, I've talked about it being compared to Forrest Gump. Putting having my winter coat on during the opening weekend when the sun's shining and it's like, but who you know, is warm? That's the question. This who guy was warm. This See? guy right here. So I actually adore getting mocked. But yeah, <laughs> you know, Saber put out their information. I had to throw it as a spreadsheet, kind of sort it out, and so it helped me to see. Well, all right, CJ Crone, according to this metric, looks like he's been is about average, but amongst all NL first basemen, third best. So okay. I like, now I like this metric a little bit more as Absolutely. far as its accuracy is concerned, right? Well, and, and you know, I was asking you on the way down about Ryan McMahon because his defense was such a focus last year and has been for a different reason this year. And Rymac's actually fifth on this list among NL third basemen. But i got to ask you, at the top of the list is Key Brian Hayes from the Pirates. I'm not sure that there's a more underrated player in the game today than him. He wasn't even in the top ten for NL All-Star voting at first, at third base, I should say. And that guy should get a lot more credit for what he does. But with Machado, Nolan, it's it's probably not going to happen, sadly. That that was a great point. I think he didn't he led uh he led all of uh Major League Baseball last year in I can't think of we, what the well, defensive stat it yeah, was. Yeah, the DRS. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It's run save. Yeah, oh, we got into it uh, big time with, with our uh, Pittsburgh friends and fan sided over sure. who was better last year, Kebrian or Rymack. You know, and, yeah. and, you know, because, of course, there was some second base in there as well for Rymack last year, too. Yeah, so. that, that helped him out. Brendan yep. Rodgers has been really good, according to uh, Sabre, third best second baseman, and, uh, and a top 25 overall defender. So, you know, again, He's he's had those errors, right? I mean, he has seven, so that's that's up there with with any position or any yeah. player in the National League. But he's also made some really great athletic plays that we have seen those full extension grabs that you go, okay, well that that very much could make up for some of that. Yeah, I feel like with everything else going on, he his defense hasn't been talked about enough. Honestly, mm -hmm. you know, we've been so focused on what he's going to do at the plate, but I think he really has taken a nice step defensively to kind of become that guy. He's not DJ yet. You know, let's let's be perfectly frank right. here. But I think he's getting steps toward that. He is, yeah. He he very much has been. So uh, overall, that I, I thought it was interesting because look, you, you need a lot of different data points. I think again with defense because it's it's still all over the place. It's still the wild west as far yeah. as calculating those things. And then, do you think that there's too much talk about Jose Iglesias and his defense being good? Because according to this, he's the second worst shortstop. 
with this SDI. And I know that was one of the things whenever we first heard that the Rockies were going to sign him, oh, he's a solid defender. That was one of the biggest things we heard. I don't know that we've seen that yet, to be honest. I feel like solid defender is a way of saying average with potential to be slightly above <laughs> average spin to with it, huh? also slightly below average. So, yep. yeah, solid defender is like is kind of what we've seen, I think, where he makes some, some really nice plays, but then there's also some routine ones. Right. I asked Buddy about this early in the year about um, I forget what what word I, I use. I remember this. But Buddy said, mm, I don't know that I would use that word flashy. He said, yes, there's a flair to it. And because there is right. There's also this efficiency sometimes of where how he'll throw the ball just to kind of get it out of his hand real quickly. And it it, it looks like a flare yeah. or little glove flips, things of that nature. And we haven't really seen a lot of those kind of go awry. But that's also him recognizing, like, I need to get rid of this ball. I'm not getting to it as quickly as possible. I just need to get that momentum going and, and, and get it in that general area. And hopefully the other side of the defensive equation will kind of pick me up a little bit. And, and that's what I was just going to say. I think that shows the faith he's got in CJ over there, being able to dig that out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that that's a great point. Yeah, CJ Crone definitely deserves uh, a lot more attention, and uh, and we'll we'll talk about him here in just a second because right. he's kind of the the catalyst a little bit for uh, our our next segment and, and talking about the All Star Game and everything we've got going on. But uh, if you're not already subscribed to the DNVR.com, it's only fifty cents for your first month. You know that all of our Avalanche coverage is absolutely popping off from AJ Hayfley, Nathan Rudolph, Megan Angley, Blaze Hunter. We we've got. We've got everyone. Jesse Montano, he's down there in Tampa Bay. Hopefully he's on his way back. But it's still still Av season. They still own the town, I think. Oh, yeah. Thursday with the parade, probably a couple days after that. Through the weekend, I think through the 4th of July weekend, people will very much still kind of have hockey on the brain. Uh, and we've got it right there on our site at the DNVR.com. Also, you get access to the members-only Discord, so you can – Tap in with a lot of the other community members. What are they doing for the parade? All the various events. They've got tickets for Rockies games. People are hooking other folks up. Uh, we're very generous, very kind. Want to invite you down to the bar, of course. We are going undergoing some renovations, so uh, we'll be back up and running with all of our watch parties where you get those extra raffle tickets. The member-sized beer, or as Johnny Depp would call it, the Mega Pint. The Mega Pint. That's, that's, a good that's how he... That, that works. I think that works Needs to be in many, many ways. Telling you. Yeah. And, of course, to commemorate the big Stanley Cup championship, make sure you head over to FOCO, F-O-C-O, dot com. They make amazing bobbleheads. This was one where anytime we get a partner, it's got to be something that we believe in as a company. But this was one that I've seen for a while, and I've even purchased some of their products uh, at various times. I enjoyed my bobbleheads. They are the best in the game at it. So throw it back to 1996 with the newly released Joe Sackick Stanley Cup celebration bobble and find your fandom with Foco's other officially licensed Avalanche gear. You can see it over here again on the YouTube channel on DNVR Sports. They even released a back-to-back MVP bobblehead for Nikola Jokic. So Got to make sure you check that out. Head over to foco.com and use promo code DNVR for 10% off your order. But if you're on the show with me right now, please hold off a little bit, Kevin. Yeah. Well, just wait until after. I, I was just getting ready to hit buy, but okay, I'll wait. You can, you can browse the I'll site. I'll put it in my cart. How about that? I'll allow that, but <laughs> maybe hold back from pulling the credit card out. But you know what? You can also check out, maybe maybe I'll allow a credit card okay. uh, for this one. Ivaca TV. Go to ivaca.tv slash DNVR so that you can get Nuggets and Avalanche once their season starts back up. 
I mean, I guess the season's over. So are we looking to the next year yet? I don't oh, think so. I, oh, I think everybody's already going, what, what are they going to do? Absolutely. Yeah. There are those uh, armchair quarterbacks or yep. armchair e-bugs, emergency back goalies. Oh, look at you. Is that a, I don't know if that's a thing. Rudo, is, e, uh, is armchair e-bugs, is that a phrase or did I just invent it? Yes. There you go. All right. Nice. There we go. Trademark. Inventing things each and every day here at Baby Ball. <laughs> if you can't get into it, Ball Arena, come on down to the DNVR bar. The vibes are immaculate. It's Baby Ball. But yeah, evoca.tv slash DNVR. Use code DNVR on top of that to get 10% off your first three months so you can get Altitude Sports, AT&T Sportsnet, College Sports, Rapids, you name it, and the Colorado Rockies, and this channel right now, the DNVR Sports Channel. We're, we're neighbors here on the evoca tv dial as it were that's it there you go i, like I it. love that so we were talking on the way down about the all-star game three yes. weeks away which is already crazy here. by the way seriously already here yeah and by god like nothing nothing can match last year because it was right here on our own turf so good it was it was the i could do just a week of shows of just reliving it all it was it was the best three days i think of my life like legit yeah, and big kudos again. Everybody that pulled that off in such a short amount of time to make that happen. And it was spectacular. Every time I see MLB Network flashback to the purple <laughs> carpet last year, I mean, it's such good memories. And, and seriously, the weather was perfect. Everybody was happy to be here. It was just good vibes. Yeah, that will be interesting to see in the next five, ten years. People looking back, you know, Buster Olney's, Ken Rosenthal talking about, like, the best all-star game experiences or how much fun they had. Yeah. I, I, there's a chance that that all-star game in 2021 here at Coors could go down as an all-timer. You got the Otani chance. Yep. He was there in the Derby. Juan Soto, Salvador Perez. You had, you had a couple guys, Pete Alonso, doing it again, just putting on an absolute show. And, of course, it coming right in the tail end, kind of, of a pandemic. It was the first time we, we got to be all back together in really a year and a half, it was it was amazing. It was a big moment for Denver, and you're right. I think it was a big moment for all of us to say, "Oh, look, we can be back together. Things are okay. They're going to be okay." So, very much stuff. so, very much so. So, three weeks away. Plenty more content in the rocks pile. Call to the pen side over here on the DNVR on our podcast, talking about who's going to make it for the Rockies. Could be one of those one All Star years. Yeah. Uh, but the final three weeks, though, I think there's a couple candidates where if they they were they do what Herman Marquez did last year, where it really started right at the beginning of June, where he had a streak of games that kind of catapulted him yep. into the limelight to get a spot. I think there's a couple guys who could do that. Again, odds are stacked against them because they've got to be three big weeks, but they're going to have the advantage of being at home for a week now, yep. one on the road, and then another week back at Coors Field. So it's not out of the realm of possibility to think that those guys – could do that, but it's got to be damn damn near close to perfect. I agree with you. And like you said, home and then you go to the Dodgers. So you're going to have a lot of eyeballs on you at that yeah. point. You fare well at Chavez Ravine where the All-Star game is going to be against the Dodgers. Maybe that bumps you up a little bit enough to catch catch some attention. We'll see. Well, Crone would have to be that guy. So yeah. I think we all are all on the same page. Daniel Bard bearing some kind of injury or some yeah. kind of blow up here in the final three weeks. He looks to be a lock right now for, for the Rockies as a representative. Crone on that fence, and a lot of that has to do with the outstanding years by Alonzo, Goldschmidt, Freddie Freeman. But I like what you said there because, we were, again, as we were talking about on our way down here, if Crone hits six home runs this week, 
for the six games that are played at home just before the 4th of July. It's not going to surprise you, right? Now, that, that's going to put him towards the top, if not at the top, of the NL home run leaders. And all of a sudden, now two weeks away from the home run derby in the All-Star game, now people are starting to talk about him. And if he can go and follow that up with even just one homer, at Chavez Ravine yeah. in a ballpark in which there haven't been a lot of home runs hit. And there's just, they're down all across baseball. People are going to say, you've got to watch this guy launch baseballs 450 feet with ease in the Derby. And so while that might not get him into the game, could at least get him into the Derby to represent the Rocks. I think he's got a shot at the Derby. Yeah. I absolutely do. And I think he's very deserving for that. And I also do think that even though the Rocks, you know, more than likely are going to be that one player team, maybe they give him a little bit of love with that. And, and let's be honest, CJ has yet to be in an all-star game in his, in his career. This would have been a great year for it to happen, but for him to pass Goldschmidt, for him to pass Freeman, for him to pass Alonzo, for him to pass, you know, there's a lot of guys ahead of him right now. And so I can definitely see them saying, you know what, why don't you take your swings here and see what you can do in the home run derby. Yeah, that that's uh, like a half of an all-star yeah, game. Kind it of. is. It's, it's worth that. And you're right, that that's such a great story, too, for a guy that... You know, we've, we've heard it plenty of times. He's comfortable here, yep. right? He finally has a place yep. that he can call home. You know, Los Angeles was like that for him for a while when he was with the Angels, of course. But things went where they did, and he bounced around five teams in five years. Now has a nice little two-year deal, and this, this is a big, nice little moment for him. Well, and, you know, looking back at last year's All-Star game, you know, one guy who was in the home run derby was Trey Mancini. Great story, everything else. Yeah. And that was his all-star moment, was him getting to participate in that home run derby. I see that being a C.J. Crone thing, possibly. I love that well. point. I love that point, because you go on his baseball reference page, you're not seeing a star next to Trey Mancini's name, but he was there a part of that. And I think that's, that's such a great strategy, I think, for MLB to really just highlight some of the stars of their game. And, and you go, well, they're a star. They would, they would be in the game in the first place. Right. Okay, fair point, but there are stories that are superstar type stories players overcoming some things you know connor joe would be one of those guys where if he goes on a hot streak and you know hits a bunch of homers maybe even steals a couple bases and you go oh you know i i I think he's too far away for 20 homers yeah but something like 10 homers 10 stolen bases you know a lot of guys have something like that but again there's a story behind it he's from that general area southern california so i think people would really rally behind something like that I think he would as well. And, you know, and you and I were having the talk on the way down about CJ Crone and how people are going to judge him for splits. That blew my mind. When you said that, I go, oh, it it hurt a little bit. Yeah. You know, and and you look at his home road splits, there's a reason to judge. But he's the only player. They're not going to look at Paul Goldschmidt or Freddie Friedman. They're only going to look at CJ and go, well, he's hit 13 of his 17 home runs at Coors Field. So naturally, he's a Coors creation. And that's going to hurt him more than anything, I think, in this whole all-star, could it be possible moment. And that's insane to me to talk about splits because the all-star game is just who has the best numbers and who's the most exciting? I don't think it should matter. Well, who's had the most offers? Like, ah, oh, Trevor Story, you know what? You had a couple golden sombreros in the first half of the season. Yep. You shouldn't be a part of the home run derby. Who didn't want to see Story? Again, as a guy who's not one of the bigger ball players, sure. right? He's got a lot of power. Nolan has even said, Trevor's got more natural power than I do. And so, and he was great. Won, won in, the, in the first round, yep. too. So, uh, yeah, that is. 
that is frustrating to hear. That that would be like retroactively going back and saying, oh, before the humidor, all those Blake Street bombers, they hit all those home runs, but they really weren't that good. So no one actually really wants to but, see Vinny Castillo and those guys. Are you crazy? I still want to see those guys. I, I know, but I guarantee you there are those people out there. I've had this conversation so much over the last week or two about C.J. Crone's splits, and I'm like, are you telling me you're looking at Aaron Judge's splits? Just curious here. Are you right? looking at that? Are you look? you know – if you're going to do it for one, do it for everybody and see who's really takes advantage of their home field versus not. Who's oh, who's hitting behind C.J. Crone in the lineup? Well, there were a couple games in which someone with zero home runs Absolutely. was behind C.J. Crone. Who's batting behind Aaron Judge? Okay, there <laughs> yeah. you go. One of the greatest <laughs> offensive teams that we've seen in recent memory, you know? Yeah. So, okay, are we really, like, talking about this? It should be the All-Star game. Look at the numbers. It's really a, a no-brainer thing. Guy gets hurt, and he misses some time. Like Brendan Rodgers, again, you go back and you just look at since May 1st. He's amongst the leaders in RBI. I think he's yeah. in the top 15 in RBI. He's got, you know, 30-something. Same with C.J. Crone. He's in the top 10. But you have to include April in that conversation. And that's yeah. fine. That yeah. That's fine. Yeah, you've got to include home road every month, every game. I mean, you've got to look at the stats. And I agree with you completely. It's an all-star game for what they've done in the first half, not for what they've done in the first half at Denver or, or in L.A. or wherever else. It should be how that player is done. But I'm going to tell you, it's the most damning statistic for C.J. that won't be for everybody else. Yeah, that that would be a, be an absolute shame. But we were we were thinking about, well, you know what? Crone and the home run derby. What other special skills do Rockies players have? Because we know uh, over over in the Far East, KBO, NPB, and in, in uh, South Korea and Japan, respectively, they've got skills competitions. They do it sometimes in the minor leagues. I know they have in the past. I think Mike Talkman won some kind of you know accuracy of throwing a ball from right field to the third baseman, <laughs> stuff right. like that. But what would be some of those interesting skills that you'd want to see? And of course. Bunting is one that they do actually have in the skills yeah. competition. And you you flipped me because I go, well, Garrett Hampson, we know he bunts a lot. He's a good bunter. But you flipped me. I think your answer is a little bit better if, there, if we we're going to have a Rockies contestant competing in a bunt competition. So with the work that we know Charlie Blackman, who, by the way, turns 36 on Friday. Let's not forget that. Uh-oh. Having fireworks for Chuck's birthday. I think that that's really great of the Rockies to do that. <laughs> but the way that he's worked on bunting a gift against the shifts this year, and we've seen it work. I think that he's somebody that if you laid down that target and said, hey, Chuck, he would be a guy who would actually take it very seriously. And, and he would work toward that, absolutely. He would definitely win that okay. competition. I'm, I'm in on that one. You came up with home run robberies. I would love to see that. So picture, you know, and I threw this out to you, but I would love to, to see if I'm crazy or not. You know, if you set up the pitching machine or something like that where you knew it was at a certain angle, it was going to go just past the fence, just high enough, and the guys knew that, and they also knew the point where they would have to jump everything else, could they nail it every time? Could Gritchick steal every home run knowing where it was going to be and how high it was going to be? Or would it still be a challenge? I'd be curious. Oh, see, I was going in a different direction, but I like that of just the accuracy thing, like being able to get back on it. And yeah. maybe even if it was like slightly different targets where it's over your right shoulder yes, or left shoulder, and so you got to read it. And so how many out of 10 like were that. you able to get in a certain period of time? So you got to catch your breath. I would put my money on Gritchick just because he's in the best general shape. He's got the best catch. So again, 
it would be like saying, all right, well, according to this defensive metric, Connor Joe's been really good in left field. Let's see him go out there and rob home runs. He, he doesn't do that very much. He we kind of saw that with Garrett Hampson, I think, in this last week on a play where if maybe Daza was out there or Grichik, he might have been able to have a little bit more wherewithal and, and get to that ball. But if you don't have that experience... It's going to be a little bit harder. You also have to have the highlight plays there to back up and say, oh, you see that Gritchick play? All right, he needs to be yeah. in the robbery contest. And, and I loved you came up with the idea of the judges for that, I, which I think would be spectacular. You have some style points in there. It's sort of like with the dunk contest where you have a buddy whose head you're jumping over or someone who <laughs> bounces the ball or throws it up at the right point. You know, you go, all right, Gritchick's out in center field. Freeland's going to toss a ball up in just the right spot for him to go and get it and bring it back. Like how many that, how many inches or feet above the wall did he go to <laughs> grab it? And then, yeah, you got Jim Edmonds, Gary Matthews Jr., you know, Throwing the signs up, rating it, how many out of ten, that would work. I think that'd be fun, actually, and I think fans would get into that, too. That would also be, of all of our ideas, that would only last one year because at least half of the contestants are getting injured. Oh, some <laughs> yeah, somebody's going to come down on an ankle, or you're exactly yes. right. But for that one glorious year, oh, fantastic. Of like, oh, this is an homage to Griffey, <laughs> puts his foot right into the padding, gets it stuck, breaks his ankle, breaks his wrist, and you're like, we are never doing this idea again. Hey. Give me a Griffey running on the wall. Give me a Bo Jackson running on the wall. Give me those guys as judges. I'll watch that. Have you ever seen, and I don't know that there's video that exists. It it might, but I've only seen it as a photograph in the Hall of Fame. It's considered the greatest catch of all time, and it was literally a Japanese outfielder. He wasn't fully standing on the fence, but he had one foot up on the fence, like reaching up. So he was had... Good five feet above the fence, and he was able to get up there and rob a home run. That wasn't the scene in Major League Two. Which, where he, which <laughs> that's kind of why I'm like, wait, do oh, I see video of that? No, they kind of replicated that, that exact catch, which is so strange to do that. I also thought, like, okay, if, if we're really going off the deep end here, Rockies players and the skill set that they have, yeah. and, and – Again, I, I don't know why you'd want to necessarily have that, but we've seen plays more in the minor leagues of outfielders running right through a wall, breaking it, at least back when they were you know, True. wooden, or even just busting it open where there's a hinge because it's the bullpen door. <laughs> Connor Joe would be that guy where he just runs full steam and just tries to take out the barrier in right center field at Coors Field. Oh, Connor could do that, absolutely. He that linebacker could. build, heck yeah. He's Dude. got that skill set. Yep. Absolutely. We yep. got to have something for the pitchers. I'm almost thinking, you know, there's that classic uh, gift now of the bullpen doors opening and closing there at Coors. It kind of looks very ominous. You know, you have the bullpen. How quick can they get to the mound? Okay. You know, I almost have you as friend speed there. I'm, I like that. I like that. So uh, I was talking with some of the, the golf bros that we've got here, Mitchell and and Spence, and they do amazing videos on TikTok. They're like even being recognized at the golf course now. Nice. It's, it, they're they're hilarious. But there's something called speed golf. Do they do this by the golf course? No, that I want to hear with? this. No. Well, I think you only carry like three clubs. Okay. Like maybe it's I don't know three wood, you know, a seven iron putter, or maybe it's a seven iron putter and a wedge. Okay. And so uh, there's like a formula. So you know you're running for time, but also your strokes count against you. So it's not just for time, you want to have a good shot as well, right? And so it, it kind of couples those things together. And maybe you do literally a round of golf in like 40 minutes, something like that. We'll have to see if Kyle Freeland is a speed golf fan. I'd be very curious to I hear. I could see that. Yeah. Could but see it that. could be a combination of that of, 
your time running to the mound. You've got to throw a couple pitches, a little PFP. You got to run cover first base. Then, all right, go on the mound, throw a pitch for accuracy, back up <laughs> home plate. And it's, it's basically like a, an obstacle course. I kind of like that. Now, here's the thing. Like you said, it'd probably be one glorious year because somebody pull a hammy. That's or another like one that. where there's going to be an injury. You, I'm telling you, it would be glorious. If we could have all those just one year and everybody could go, you remember in 2022 when they did that for the All Star <laughs> game and just have all the highlights, including somebody pulling up lame? Oh, yeah. Special. Yeah, that that's that was the year where yeah they had great reviews on the All Star game, but then in the next year, next CBA they had specific All Star game specifications. You will never do this again. Exactly. You guys cannot do that, and also just stuff with with mascots. I think would be fun. Well, you Little know, and, and I know one of the things in the NHL All Star game is that they hit at the certain areas of the net. You know, could you do that pitching wise? Hit certain areas of the the strike zone. Yeah, you know, that's one other one. Maybe that that works uh, in. In a major way, and what also works for, and I, and I know you know very well, great dental care. Oh, that's why we're talking about that our friends. Important. It is important. We're talking about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. So many of our members have made the permanent switch to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years, and even if you're you just want to give them a try, well, guess what? They're actually hooking you up right now with a free Sonicare toothbrush if you schedule a cleaning x-ray an exam with them that's a toothbrush i use that lets you know where i'm going first and foremost because i use it in the morning and at night gotta do it at night nice oral health and overall health very important do you use the fluoride heavy tooth toothpaste i actually use uh gum regeneration believe it or not i use use that from crest oral b i would highly recommend it i like that yeah they they set me up with a a toothpaste where it's a little bit extra fluoride you brush your teeth at night and then you just leave it on and it just it fortifies it it's nice. it's great yeah, see? dig it it's great if, if i were playing hockey and i were out on the ice i wouldn't lose any of my teeth <laughs> thanks to green mountain dental group located only 15 minutes from downtown denver and and besides dental care just your overall general health has got to be super important it's summertime so now's the time where you're starting to really think about doing a lot more of those healthy things well you can actually start your day off that way with athletic greens one scoop this is what i do each and every morning one scoop put it into some cold water it's a little bit better that way so also i'm getting my hydration in early in the morning but with that one scoop it's 75 high quality vitamins whole food source superfoods probiotics minerals and adaptogens it starts my day off the right way, and they're actually hooking you up right now to get this micro habit going for you. When you go over to athleticgreens.com slash ROC, that's the first three letters in Rockies, they're going to hook you up with a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. Can't always get it from the sun, and if you get too much, you can get burned, skin cancer, all that stuff. Don't worry. That year supply of vitamin D is going to be critical from Athletic Greens, and they're giving you five free travel packs. So if you're going on the road... Wherever you're going, even if you're going camping, you don't have to worry about putting anything in a Ziploc bag. Boom. Take the travel packs with you. That's all from Athletic Greens. Go to athleticgreens.com slash ROC. Nice. Love that. Love that. And I love winning a championship. This this is nice. amazing. Avs actually have as many championships as the Broncos now. Oh, is this a hockey city? Oh. Do you do you won the Frozen Four? I was going to say, I think with the high school, the college, and the pro, this is hockey town. Absolutely. Hockey town, title town. We got to get the Nuggets to, to possibly figure out. They got a back-to-back MVP. So, look, you get your big three together. They obviously have one of them. They got to get the other two guys healthy and Jamal Murray and uh, MPJ. Yep. 
I like the guys that they drafted, of course. But I, I bring that up because we know the Rockies. They've got their their one World Series appearance. Incidentally, the All-Star Game caps dropped. I think you guys tweeted out. That was the first place I saw it was over at RocksPileFS. Did you look at all of the ca- all of the caps or just pinpointed the Rockies ones? You know, I just looked at the Rockies ones, to be honest. I because did. there's one star on it, and I go, does that represent the one World Series? Or but is also- that a f- foreshadowing how many guys they'll have in the All-Star game? I mean, it's very possible. Oh. That's, you get oh. one star. You get that. That's yeah. at RocksPileFS <laughs> on Twitter. Hit them up. I'm just saying. But that's what I saw that. because they do that in soccer, where yeah. if you win a championship, they, they have it over the crest. Which is always cool. So it made me made me think of that last year for the All Star Game, and I think they'll continue. I hope they continue doing it. They put stars on the backs of I the like guys' that. jerseys. Salvador Perez walked by and he had like six or seven. On, I'm like, yes, acknowledging that or having those little stickers Absolutely. or whatever it is to personalize how many All Star Game appearances. But one of the great quotes. There are so many great quotes that have come out in the last 24 hours since the Avs lifted the cup, but. Gabriel Landeskog, I don't know if we'll see in nine months from today if we'll have a lot of babies being named Landy. <laughs> it's always the case when you win a championship, it's right? It's all takes. I'm serious, yeah. It's going to happen, and we could have a Makar Monroy or Kale Konigsberg. <laughs> we'll wait to see. You hear uh, our producer here, uh, he got married over the weekend, so obviously everyone's asking, hey, when are you going to have kids? Which which of the Avs names have you kind of pinpointed where, you know what, if you really get get – Picked up in the fever. I know you already got it. I know you are sick with Av Stanley Cup fever. What, what's what's the name you're going to go with on the Vasquez as the last name? Have you decided? Valerie? Valerie Vasquez? That could work. I love Valerie, but <laughs> I love Gabriel because it's my dad's name. Oh, there it is. Let's go. That, that checks off two boxes in one. I love it. There you go. All right. Get ready, April 2nd. And yes, I did use an app and I did use Google. April 2nd, 2023. A lot of babies going to be born in and around the Denver metro area to Avs fans. Yeah. Absolutely going to happen. But Landy goes out and says, the secret to winning the cup, quote, find a Kale McCarr somewhere. It sounds so easy, right? It's, it's, I mean, that's, that's it. That's all he takes right there. Just find you a McCarr. It begs the question, and we know baseball and hockey is is a lot different, but I think they've got a lot more in common than football and basketball. Basketball, you need three superstars, and you can actually just go out and get them. NFL, you just need a really great QB, and rest kind of starts to fall into place. Hockey and baseball are a little bit closer on the spectrum where you need a full team, but if it's as easy saying you need a, a Kale McCarr, question is, do the Rockies have their own Kale McCarr right now as it as it stands so it's an interesting question because i i think the answer is yes but i don't know who that is mm. because i've heard so much about tovar and how much about how he could be that missing piece but i still go back to you think about and i'm just going to use the angels as an example mike trout has been on that team for how long and how have they missed the postseason so then it's like well could we find somebody else like that and then the shohei otani guy comes along they still haven't found the recipe for the postseason yet. So you've, I think you've got to find more than a McCarr. You've got to have your McKinnon and Landeskog and everybody else already in place, or else having a McCarr is just a McCarr. It's true. Does yeah. that make sense? Hey, Oilers got Connor McDavid, and yeah. he's the Mike Trout, I, I would say, of, of the NHL like in, in very many ways. So it's interesting that you, you do bring up Tovar just because of 
know, his upside and, and how much he's, you know, grown just in, in the last year and, and how much people have, you know, paid attention to him. He's, he's a, a middle of, of, of the diamond player there at, at shortstop has that pop, has that ability, you know, definitely very much seems to be a leader everywhere he's gone. He, he's, he's kind of won so far. Yeah. You know, we saw it last year, a little bit with Spokane or a little bit with Fresno, then a lot more so with Spokane nearly won the first half, uh, in the Northern division of the Eastern league with the yard goats. They fell a, a game short there, unfortunately, but Tovar definitely seems like he could be that kill McCarr guy. Of course, Zach Veen, is probably the first name that most fans are going to think of just because yeah. selected ninth overall there in 2020. The, his just overall build and the ceiling, the upside, we haven't seen it quite as much in 2022, but the upside gets you hopeful and say, this this could be the next Larry Walker. Not, not to throw a Hall of Famer's name on him. He's got that potential. Not every guy has potential of a, of a Hall of Famer, and also not every guy that does have that potential lives to it. But if we're going to throw that around, you can throw that around on a Zach Veen. Yeah, and and there are a lot of comparisons. I mean, you know, Tovar's already getting the Tulowitzki, you know, and and Veen with Walker, and 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 Romo is already well. He could be the best Rockies catcher ever. You know, there's a lot of talk already about that. And I look ahead at when all those pieces could come into play, and I still think Tovar's probably ahead of getting to, to Coors before anybody else. And I also think he's got the clearest path right now. You know, Romo would probably be second. Veen, still a crowded outfield. How quickly will he, be here? will he be here? But I still think Tovar could be that guy that it would take everything falling into place for the Rockies as they're constructed now. But, you know, if they really do something at the trade deadline to flip the roster, who knows? Who knows what a next year might be or a couple of years whenever Veen and Romo could realistically be there and make an impact. It's so interesting that you bring it up in in that way about flipping the roster and you know as the team is currently constructed and you know the investment of four hundred million dollars this off season doesn't allow you to do certain things. I think Gritchick is is the one guy that um, is going to be around for next year or rather has more than than a one year deal. So, but there are those guys that you could flip to kind of change the structure of of the roster. And that's that's not to say they'd be tanking, but it does make you think about, well, the Avs were dead last right. in the Western Conference in 2016-2017, and here we are five years later, they're lifting the cup. Now, we know the Rockies just simply aren't going to tank, yet they can still kind of be a little bit more like the other teams in MLB, acknowledge that, hey, this isn't our year, and we might as well get something for nothing because... Glacius is going to be a free agent. Column A, Bard, yeah. throw Gritchick in there where he's got another year. Robert Stevenson. A lot of those pieces where you say, well, are they going to be around to your point when Tovar, Veen, Romo? No. So you know what? You might as well get something that will be around in three, four, five years down the line. And again, this is going to be a real interesting trade deadline. First one for Bill Schmidt to be officially the GM. Officially. Officially. Yep. You know, he was yep. interim last year. So will they be aggressive this year? I think I think they almost have to be just to say it's a new day, it's a new era, we know things are coming, and we're preparing for that. Because I think if you tell Rockies fans there is a plan in place, there is something coming, we know what we're doing, and almost lay out the plan so that they go, okay, we can make it through the lean years. You know, and I'm not sure if Avs fans ever really felt that way five years ago. That, oh, okay, it's coming. 
or there's a plan in place. But I think they started seeing the building blocks come together and started seeing the record getting better. Yeah. And it really prepared them for this year and, and being ready to embrace the cup. And it increased the trust, right? Sure, absolutely. And and I think you can err on the side of caution or uh, give the benefit of doubt where you go, well, you know, last year Schmidt did have the job, but it wasn't official capacity. So you can say, uh, uh, I'll give you a pass. This, this will tell us a lot more. So you have that hope. But at the end of the day, if nothing happens, sadly, it won't be that surprising. No, and, and I think everybody is already saying, well, you didn't trade Trevor last year. You didn't trade John Gray last year. It's going to be the same old, same old. And I've, I'm not ready to accept that yet until we actually see right. this first one with him as the full-time GM. We're all aware of it. We all oh, yeah. know. We're, we, we all have a half of an article in the back of our head <laughs> written because it's, it's not going to be that surprising. Right. It'll just be maybe disappointing is, is the right word. And to go back to what we were talking about, Kale McCarr, because you mentioned him. But we probably should spend a little more time. Drew Romo. What Now, Drew Romo doesn't seem like he may have that same upside as a shortstop with power and great defensive abilities like Ezekiel Tovar and a guy that could have mammoth power with some speed mixed in. I don't think his speed is, is exactly what we might be hoping for because you look at his you know, stolen base efficiency or stolen base rate he gets thrown out a lot and that's fine he's he's learning his craft to figure out how much he'll be able to steal but what about drew romo a guy who as you said very quickly could be one of the greatest catchers in franchise history and what if the rockies did have a guy like that behind home plate leading the pitching core and doing it at the plate we've we literally haven't really seen anything like that in franchise history if he's that guy and you plug that in what happens to all the rest of the pieces? Maybe it comes together. Maybe that is that secret sauce. Maybe Drew Romo yeah. is that Kale McCarr for this organization. You know, and you and I have both been in the clubhouse. We've both heard about Brian Servan, how much he's learning these Rockies pitchers, how more comfortable they're getting together. Drew Romo's doing that with the next set of Rockies pitchers right now. And I don't think you should overlook the importance of them coming up together, knowing each other, feeling comfortable with each other, knowing tendencies. And again, could Romo be the greatest catcher in Rockies history? Absolutely. It's kind of a low bar. Let's be perfectly honest. It is. But I think we saw what catchers can make a team with Jonathan LaCroix came over at the trade deadline. And, you know, the difference that he made in the stretch, having somebody who's an offensive presence back there made a difference for that team, as well as, you know, he was a veteran catcher. Romo's not going to be that. But still, he was a veteran guy that everybody had faith in almost immediately. Great point. Great point. And now speak on the veteran presence of Drew Butera in 2018. You have the floor. So Drew Butera, uh, <laughs> hey, arg he was, arguably, he, he fit a role though. Arguably the greatest position player pitcher. You know, I mean, sorry Randall Gritchick, but you know, it's sorry possible. Brent Main, sorry <laughs> Joshua Fuentes, all those guys. Sorry, but yeah, and and the thing too with you're seeing as you said, Servin coming up doing his thing now, 27, which I'm sure there's numbers out there somewhere. If not, I might need to create a spreadsheet. But when catchers really hit their stride, yeah. and 27 is, is a good age. Like there's, there's only a few guys who come up in their early 20s like a Yadier Molina and make that impact. It, it just is so much longer. It's just a different job. It's a, like a different career field altogether. And you got Drew Romo here in high A doing incredibly well. I, I, I dare to even say he might even be an MVP candidate right now in the Northwest League yeah. at 20 years old. Yeah. And look at all the trade buzz there will be around Wilson Contreras for the Cubs. 
you know, everybody, that's a place that you can improve your team across the board. There aren't that many great catchers out there right now. Romo could come in and quickly be on a top list in MLB overall. Again, if he, if the progression happens and everything else, not putting pressure on the guy. But when you look at catchers across the league, there aren't that really that many impact makers, and he can be one. Yeah, and from from an early age, again, yep. like he's he's been really good. I, I when they selected him, I was I was almost I was a little disappointed. Okay. Again, the, the track record for high school catchers is not great in that draft in 2020. So many college pitchers to be had. They only ended up getting the one in, in Chris McMahon with their third pick. Now, here we are in, in 2022, and, and we've got some MLB draft coverage coming. College pitchers are are very scarce. So that was an opportunity to do something. And yeah. so you go with a high school catcher, uh, you, you may have missed the mark. Zach Veen, hey, he fell to you at nine. That's fantastic. But Drew Romo has been everything that the Rockies, I think, have hoped for, if not even better. Agreed. And, you know, and I've done a couple of interviews with him. I've talked to Chris Forbes, you know, whoever sees the Rockies farm system. And they all, everybody you talk to, something's different about this guy. That's the prevailing theme all the way through. And even whenever you talk to Romo, it's not like you're talking to a 20-year-old kid. You're talking to a guy who loves the sport and is passionate about it. And his whole goal every day is to get better. Yeah. He... He very much, when I talked to him in spring training, struck me as like a, a baseball nerd in yeah. a good way. Yeah. Again, it's it's hard to be a, a nerd when you're like a top athlete. He's also filled out a lot too. Like he's he already has a a an adult catcher's body. Oh yeah, it seems like so he's really working hard to, to kind of shoot up the system. And I mean, even if, even if it it does take him two more years, where he needs a full year in Double A, a full year at Triple A, that's still pretty quick to to maybe get your first cup of coffee in September of of 2024 and and being the majors at, at 22 years old even at the beginning of next year at 2023 i very much expect for him to kind of be down in the minors as that minimum amount of time and make an impact and there's something about these guys playing together at fresno and being successful playing together at spokane and being successful and yeah. having that move up they're all staying together they're all uh understanding what success takes uh, i don't think you can overlook that and how important that that is you know, you may go, well, you know, gosh, they're still a little ways away from being there. But you know what? The work that they're doing right now, it's going to pay off in a couple of years whenever they finally do make it to course. One of those guys who's having success in Spokane that, you know, the Rockies think highly of. And he was he was included in that Nolan Arenado deal. So obviously, you know, they, they cherry pick the, the opportunities and the players that they could have. Tony Losey, I know you yeah. recently caught up with him and wrote a fantastic article over on Roxpile, which in this description, go ahead and take a look wherever you listen to podcasts. You can see a link and you can read a little bit more of that. Yeah, you talk about a guy who is um, emotional in a very good way. He is a guy on the mound, and, and I love the quote from uh, the Spokane pitching coach where he said, you know, he thinks he's better than every batter. And to have a guy on the, the mound who has that mentality and doesn't mind throwing a fastball by you, now it's working at high A. Is it going to work at double A AA and triple A as right. he keeps progressing? That'll be the interesting thing to see. But t as you said, Tony Losey came over in the Nolan Arenado deal. Great fastball. Uh, I think he's he's doing very well. He's won a couple of Northwest League play, uh, Pitcher of the Weeks already this season. Uh, took a no-header through six innings. So he's a guy that's kind of gone under the radar with the Veens and the Romos and everything else that you hear about. Uh, but Losey is a guy I really enjoyed getting to know whenever I went up to see the Indians and Eugene a few weeks ago. And 
didn't doesn't uh, he have a World Series under his belt? Do you play the Little League World Series? You know, that's a great question. I didn't ask him that question. I'm, I might be confusing him. There was a story out where he was teammates at, at Georgia with the names totally escaping me right now. Yeah. And maybe I think that, that guy did, Justin Fromm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he, he comes from uh, Georgia, you know, big, yep. big baseball mecca and, and Warner Robins. So. Yeah, he succeeded in Cape Cod League. Succeeded in the SEC with the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's done well at every level so far. So, you know, the, the Arenado trade is going to be broken down for generations. I, <laughs> I have no doubt about that. You know, and, and I think that we're always going to look at Gomber and Montero. But I think Losey's going to be one of those pieces down the road where we go, well, what about this? And where did that make an impact to? It's, and that that's such a, a critical point when anytime you're making a trade is all right, Daniel Bard, let's say he's the only all-star. Let's say you trade him. Ah, you just traded your closer again. What is, what is this season? Is this a playoff season? Right Right now it's not. And they've got almost three weeks. You know, if you want to say the all-star, our all-star break is where they need to convince Bill Schmidt to either add some pieces, maybe stay put. If they're going to get that third wild card spot they're they're gonna have to do a lot of, of convincing. And so, you know, what, what is Daniel Barr to the future? And, hey, what are you going to bring back? It's not going to be a top 100 prospect, no. But what if it is a guy that could be a seventh-inning setup man? Those are hard to come by sometimes, right? And do the Rockies have that strong of a, of a system that they already believe in, which we know they probably do, but is their system strong enough where they go, no, we already have that guy. You, you can't predict in the, the future no. four years from now, like, oh, we already got our guy in Spokane. He'll be pitching in the seventh inning. You need as many of those guys as possible because you just don't know what's going to happen with injuries or just life getting in the way. Absolutely. And so you know what? Bolster that organization, pack it full of, of really good players with high upside. And so that's what you get. And if, if Tony Losi is one of those guys, you go, Okay, well, that looks a little bit better for the deal overall. Yeah, I agree. And and the Rockies farm system needs to be improved. You know, there's no yeah. doubt at the lower levels it's really strong right now. But really, you get up into double and triple, and you're like, how many of those guys are really ready right now if the Rockies needed somebody? Could they move up? And and there's not a lot of names out there that I think people go, oh, okay, there's a guy. So I think to bolster the bullpen, or sorry, to bolster the farm system right now, you know, if you can do the deals at the trade deadline, absolutely build toward what's to come. And again, lay out that plan so everybody goes, okay, I get it now. I see what's coming. What we've got coming is a Dodger series. Yes. All 640 games. Weird. Yes. And, and it's very interesting because then you get into the fireworks games this weekend, which are going to be all kind of funky times a little bit. Yeah. Uh, 610, 710, and then the traditional 110. But this is a stretch for the Rocks where, you know, we, we, said a minute ago about seeing the Dodgers a bunch and doing well against the Dodgers and what they could do. The Rockies need to do well against the Dodgers. I mean, this is really that moment where the season's going to go one way or the other over this next 10 days. I think we're going to get to the end of the stretch and go, okay, they've got a shot or okay, it's time to sell. This game one here on Monday could be the one they could maybe sneak in a win with the Dodgers coming in from Atlanta yep. late at night. So they've got a quick turnaround being on that, that Sunday night baseball game. So there's a chance you could do that. But on the hill for them, I don't know that it's, it's official yet, but Tyler Anderson. Yep. So if anyone's going to be able to kind of do that and, and know this ballpark, ah, it's, it's Tyler Anderson. So that's almost unfortunate that that's the case. I would almost, well, 
Kershaw's going in game two. I don't know that you'd swap those two out. Maybe Julio Urias in game three I'd rather have (laughs) on the Monday where you can sneak in a victory. Yeah. Yeah, and and with Cool going for the Rockies tonight, you know, it's like I said, there's a chance this can be a late night. Uh, I think there's a, there's quite a bit of turnaround for the the Dodgers, and of course the altitude and everything else. But at the same time, um, having Tyler on the mound is going to cause so many little storylines in and of themselves, especially if he does well, especially if he comes back to Coors conquers the demons and and holds the Rockies uh, offense down. Yeah, there's going to be plenty of stories. Chad Cool, Tyler Anderson, game one. Game two, Kyle Freeland against Clayton Kershaw. Battle of the Lefties. That's a doozy. I like that. That's a good one on Tuesday night. And then on Wednesday, Edmund Marquez versus Julio Urias. And then Thursday, Denver burns to the ground. I don't. It's the parade. You know, I I, I just want to congratulate the Avs and Rockies for figuring out there was an off day on Thursday. Oh my god! And just going, you know what? Here, Perfect. downtown's free. You do with it what you will, and we'll clean up on Friday before the game. Uh, you know, How amazing is that? Seriously, it could have theoretically kind of worked out for Wednesday because it's a night game, which also was a coincidence. They didn't yeah. move that back for any reason, but that 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 possibly could have worked. So yeah, you got Dodgers for 3 days, parade on Thursday, fireworks games on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It should be your day off, folks, but rest up because Monday is the 4th of July. Then you got to go back to work on Tuesday and those will be the longest 4 days of your life. July 5th. Oh my gosh. Through I'm telling you. July 8th. It, yeah. It's going to be wild. And again, those could be long days for the Rockies as well because they <laughs> will be in Chavez Ravine playing the Dodgers at that point. Yep. They'll be back. Yeah, 17 straight yep. against the NL West. Yep. This is big. It is. It is. And and I think those Arizona games this weekend are looming pretty large, honestly. You know? Yeah. You know what you're getting with the Dodgers. What are you going to get against the Diamondbacks? Yeah. Ugh. It's we'll going to be tough. Hey, we will see. Uh, yeah, because you and I will be there. As it turns we'll be out. there. We'll be on Twitter following along. So follow us along at DNVR underscore Rockies. Any other things to plug besides Twitter at RocksPileFS? No, nope, callthepin.com as well. If you want to look uh, Dodgers or any other teams outside of the Rockies, we got you covered there. Love that. I'm on Twitter at Patrick D. Lyons. This has been great. Always. But, but you know what they say about momentum, truly? It's only as good as your next show. So we'll talk to you then.